Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Hi, everyone. I'm John C. Morley, the host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show and Inspirations for Your Life. Hey, everyone, and welcome once again to the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. How are you doing, Marcus? I'm doing fine. I cannot believe, um, you know, just a few days ago, last week, we had, and we skipped that day because, obviously, April 1st was after our show. I can't believe um, that we are now in what I call past the, the, the April Fool's Day. I mean, we had it our last show. And uh, it's like nobody, nobody spoofed me. Did you, did you get uh, hit up by anybody? Oh no, I I, I didn't get anything. <laughs> you know, so I was on, I, I was on, I was on guard, and I was too busy yeah. to bother anybody else. So, but I was on guard because you never know if somebody's gonna say something. We had a, a gentleman um, not too far from me actually make an announcement that he's stepping down from office. So well, this announcement came out on, I saw it on the 2nd. I said, wait a minute, this yeah. is probably April Fool's. But it came out on the 2nd, so I believe that it's probably true. The date was the 2nd. It said, thank you for all these years, and that he has decided not to run again for re-election. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm believing, Marcus, I might have had something to do with that. I mean, not directly... But uh, I, I just feel like, you know, when you're not willing to go with the flow, you either got to get out <laughs> or change. Yeah. And I think some people want to leave when they're winners. Yes, that's about right. That seems about right. That's a good exit strategy, actually. It was great because, you know, I didn't wish it, but I was like, wow. I was like, there's going to be a new person. So there's a lot been going on, as you know, with the um, – overseas and uh this ukraine this is just nonsense marcus yeah it is terrible absolutely terrible uh and it's a while before it summers down yeah i know one thing the gas prices are just taking a toll <laughs> yeah oh man five dollars won't cut it at the pump no more <laughs> no but you know what i started doing marcus and they told me never to do it but i just said the heck with it I drive a car that's supposed to have premium gas. They always told me if you put that gas in, the car will blow up. So I put in half a tank in the middle, half a tank of the premium. It didn't blow up a couple times. So I said, well, let me try putting in half a tank of the cheapest, 
and then half a tank of the Supreme, and it didn't blow up. Now I'm putting in four gallons of the premium, and the rest I'm putting in the low gas. My car's not blowing up. No. <laughs> Contrary to what people think. Right, and, and I'm not even noticing a ping. So what I try to do is I try to give it a nice uh, treat once a month, and I fill it up with premium gas once a month as, as, a, as a treat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, That's you cool. know, uh, we've talked about this before, Marcus. Um, <laughs> and um, I don't want to say I told you so, but you, you know these things happen, right? And right. that's right. The U.S. Uh, warns of businesses to prepare and that they are to safeguard against cyber attacks. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's suspected when you're in conflict with a foreign a foreign country that uh, has as much capabilities as you do, they can come at you. So we talked about this before, and I've said this, that it's not a case of if a cyber attack, particular i.e. ransomware, is going to get you, but when, if you're not properly protected. And with everything going on with Russia and all these other countries, and you're getting messages on your phone, by the way, if you get a message on your phone that comes from your number, don't answer it, don't open it, don't reply to it, don't click it, don't do anything with it, just delete it. Because that's a good sign that it's probably some Russian voodoo uh, that's probably going to fry your phone. Not literally, but it's going to make your phone incapacitated or probably put some app on there that's going to... Well, let's say grab some personal information about you. Thus, um, it's really, really, really uh, important. And, you know, we always talk about the fact of these companies. You know, they never can do any wrong, whether it's Google or uh, all these other companies out there, right? It could be them. It could be anybody. It could be uh, uh, the Facebooks or uh, LinkedIn, which now is owned by the same company. Well, yes, I'm talking about our friends at, you got it, Microsoft. Microsoft confirmed they were breached by a hacker group. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, everybody says, Marcus, that it can't happen to Microsoft because they know what they're doing. I got to be honest with you, with all due respect, and to be completely unbiased, they don't know what they're doing. No. And they were actually um, attacked. Uh, you know, by this group. And so they knew what they were it was going, actually called uh, since the, the, the late. What's that? We might have lost you there, Marcus. You there? No, no, I'm here. Uh, it was the La lapsus group to the cyber gang growing of the of the list of totaling victims now. And Microsoft. I mean, the fact that they got breached, OK, and I want to quote what they said, quote, Microsoft does not rely on the secrecy of code as a security measure and viewing source code does not lead to elevation of risk, close quote. OK, so what that basically states is that if you get their code, you're not going to be able to run it. OK, fine. But, you know, there are intelligent people out there and I can't buy that, Marcus. It may not run right now but you're going to be able to figure out enough about it so that you could run the code. Right. Because exactly. they're claiming that everything's done through authentication, but come on, if somebody has the source code, they could rewrite the, 
uh, the world. They, they, they could obviously uh, uh, script a new Bible or, or, or build a new house. But Microsoft yeah, is saying that they can't. I don't believe that. No, that's baloney. That's their bureaucracy trying to tell people that it's safe and trying to keep their stockholders happy. That's really all that is. And uh, Microsoft also added, as I want to quote, that the techniques Lapisus used in the attack on the company systems were consistent with those Microsoft has observing in the groups used against other targets. Well, that's wonderful that they observed it. I could observe somebody robbing a bang, too. What good is that going to do? That's not going to do anything. (laughs) It's not going to do anything because you're not going to be proactive. You can either, you know, be reactive. And half the time when you're reactive, like when a disaster happens, we have to hope that we can hold our shorts up. But if we're being proactive, we can actually make sure that we have the right belt uh, and, and the right suspenders to keep us up as opposed to at a time of war, right? Right. Yeah, there's no accountability here whatsoever. Account of who? There is none. Accountability. Yeah. <laughs> there's, none. There's, there's absolutely none. I don't yeah. even know if they know what that word is. No. Uh, and so, ladies and gentlemen, I know you've been hoping for a long time, and it had been rumored that, yes, Flip was popping around to Apple World. Well, sorry, guys. It looks like the new Apple's rumored iPhone flip may not be out until 2025. So uh, you're going to have to suck it up till then. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, Apple is wanting to get into this flip market. Why? People still want flip phones, Marcus. This is kind of crazy if you ask me. Yeah, I don't don't really understand it much, but I, I guess to each his own. So there was a whole thing done about this, and now people are really annoyed. So when it comes out, it'll probably just be 30% more than what they were predicting to charge this year. (laughs) Yeah, with inflation and all. Exactly. So we'll have to just kind of see what's going to happen. And, um, you know, we've been talking about digital for a while, whether it's, um, you know, digital COVID certificates. Well, we knew that they were going to have a digital license for a while. But guess what? The digital license is now going to be accepted in the Apple wallet in Arizona. It's the first state to actually acknowledge and accept the digital license from the Apple wallet. Well, that's that's cool. And I, I think, um, what, what do you think about that? You, do you th- I find that very interesting that it, it, it starts there in Arizona. And, you know, what, what, what is it to the likelihood of more expansion? I feel that, you know, the reason it got through in Arizona um, is probably because of the governing law body. You know, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if we're going to see some other states tack along. Right. Right. And so people are asking, well, where do you think we're going to see it next? Well, if I had to take a stumble. And say, you know, where, where are we actually going to see it? Because, you know, we know where Arizona actually lies. And, you know, uh, being closer to Nevada and all that, I, I have to say, um, I think California is going to jump on the bandwagon next. 
yeah. because of the international treaties and because they do business with people. I think the whole reason this happened in Arizona uh, was because of the lawmakers and because they wanted it, not for not than any other reason. Right. I surely don't see Washington getting it. I don't see Oregon getting it. And I don't think the folks in Nebraska are going to be too open to having a digital license. They don't even want uh, vaccine shots over there. <laughs> Forget yeah. about Wisconsin, Miss, uh, Minnesota, or North Dakota. They got enough to do in North Dakota, but keep warm. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. <laughs> and Alabama, you know the folks in the South, they don't want anything to change. So why would they ever ever allow people to have a digital license and you know it's not going to happen in alaska not in a cold day and you know what <laughs> <laughs> yeah not a cold day in so, alaska <laughs> so i i think the biggest issue everyone's asking me you know john is why if we still want to ask this is why did arizona accept a digital license okay i know that's still going through a lot of people's heads and so um I think the reason that they wanted it um, is because of the fact that it's going to be close to checkpoints and they're mm -hmm. becoming very influential in that uh, things that like the Phoenix airport uh, you're going to start being able to use your phone as the catch-all at the airport. So you remember that gold license we were talking about that you could go get that special one that they were, they were talking about. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have, uh, a digital license and they're going to pay people less. You're going to have less of a fee to have a digital license. So it's going to make people want to go that way. They might incorporate the digital license as part of uh, the phones so that, you know, when you apply for the digital license, it comes on the phone. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that might be where we see it, but I don't know. I, I just think right now people um, and not to get off topic here, but, Crypto took a big turn, you know, in the fact that they really got stomped. Uh, the IRS and other different uh, law-abiding agencies, they're starting to realize something about them. You know, everybody's saying, oh, open your crypto account. Open it overseas. Open it here. Open it in Europe. Nobody will ever know about it. Guess what? The different countries now in the United States is now demanding that these people get their records so they can start billing them for taxes. I knew this wasn't going to scapegoat very long. And all these people, Marcus, that have been talking about crypto, 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 crypto. These people kind of like went into a cave. Where'd these people go? Oh, yeah. You, you know, hearing a, not hearing a peep from them now, you know, they're, they're not as loud as they were before. I mean, if you want to join, they're there. But, oh, yeah, we're still around. Okay. They just they're not like they were before. Yeah. So I, I think you've got to be careful. And I would tell everyone personally to not invest in crypto unless you want to think about possibly losing your money because it's not secure. It's not FDIC insured, right? And if you lose that password to your crypto wallet, bye-bye. That's it. <laughs> I'm still there's trying no, to figure out a password now for some money. <laughs> so, yeah. there, there's no uh, forgot password link. No. 
No, there's no forgot password link. And I know some people are crying when they can't remember their passwords for their encrypted cloud backups. Well, just like that can't be recovered, the crypto's worse. Mm-hmm. Only all you've lost is a backup. But with crypto, you might have lost something that you could buy things with. And I think the big reason that people were so hung on crypto is, oh, I could buy whatever I want. I don't have to declare it. I only have to declare it when I spend it. I could buy a Tesla. I could buy this. I could buy a new home. But, you know, what people don't realize, Marcus, is there's a law out there. It's the secrecy law in the banks. If you deposit $9,099, if you deposit one penny over $9,099, it's $10,000, okay, they are going to file a form with the IRS. Now, people say to me, John, is it just cash? No, it's not just cash. If you deposit a check, you're still going to report it. Mm-hmm. So you're allowed to take cash as money as a business. That's allowed. And I'm allowed to pay for something with cash. But when I pay for something that's more than a certain amount of money, I need to report that to the IRS. Right. So people say, oh, well, John, I could get around that. Well, don't try. People that want to get around that say, oh, you know what? Uh, if I make a couple thousand dollars this month and then next month I make $3,000, let me just warn you of something. If you think you're going to get away with this by magically putting in a couple thousand dollars and then you have a pattern, you come back. If you have several deposits that are toward that offending amount of 10000 guess what's going to happen? Your bank could report you because they see uh, non-regular banking activity. Mm-hmm. And so people say, well, why are they getting so involved? They're getting so involved because they don't know if you're laundering the money. And they want to make sure that that money is coming from a reputable source. Right. And so that's something. And when I think about that, I think about crypto because people are pulling the same nonsense. So you pull $2,600 out of your crypto wallet. You're supposed to pay the taxes when you spend it. But can you imagine going to the bank and depositing $300, $600, or $1,800 a month? Any of them under the year? Uncle Sam calls you and says, well, gee, uh, where'd those deposits come from? I know somebody by acquaintance that actually was depositing several thousand dollars a month. They reached that limit. You know what happened? The bank froze their account. Mm-hmm. Now, is there something wrong with depositing that amount of money? Absolutely not. Your company does a quarter million dollars or $10 million, deposit all you want. All I'm saying is that if the deposit is coming in and you can't verify it with invoices. So people say to me, John, I had products in my home. I had a phone system or I had luggage or I had whatever and I want to sell it. Do you have to charge tax on that? No, because you've already paid tax on it once. People eBay stuff all the time, and a lot of people charge tax, but you know they don't pay the government. So they're technically frauding the government when you're charging tax. They think they're doing the right thing, but they're not paying that tax to the government. So when you get something and you want to sell it, you're entitled to it. My uh, only recollection to you is that when you sell something, make sure you keep a record of it. Now, people might say, well, gee, John, I don't know the guy's name. Okay, fine. Just keep it down. It's a cash sale. You got it from some company. 
He drove in on a horse. You gave it to him. But have some proof that shows that you own the product. Otherwise, I, I can see some issues. Yeah, a lot of issues, Derek. That's great advice, John. I try to give some meaningless advice on the show. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, our friends. Oh, gosh. I don't know what to say. They're hit by another lawsuit over working conditions for their content moderators. Yeah. I don't know if these companies think that because they're online, they could do whatever the blank they want. They can't. They can't. And, you know, there's going to be whistleblowers. There's going to be people that are going to open their mouths, and they should. But the company should not penalize these people for, for reporting them. A lot of companies find a reason to get rid of them because they said something. They said it's not whistleblowing, but why else are they getting rid of them? Well, they didn't have the skills. Well, why did they have the skills for 20 years and suddenly because they said something, now they don't have the skills? Exactly. Come on. So these companies are going to get in trouble, Marcus. You and I both know that. Right. And TikTok, with their origins being overseas, I see their days being numbered. They're not yeah. owned by the United States, as you know. <laughs> so that's a very, very, very big, big problem. And we're just going to have to see, you know, what's going on there because uh, I see a lot more legislation uh, popping that way. But speaking about legislation, uh, the White House and the European Union have reached an agreement on transatlantic data sharing. What the heck is that? Is that some new candy bar that they sell at BJ's? No. Uh, <laughs> transatlantic data sharing, you get two for $99. So it has yeah. to do with us taking our our HR, our, our personal health information, or just our PI, our personal information. And let's talk about what PI is. So PI is any information that you have about yourself or another that could track it back to you. Your name, your address, your phone number, your social security number, your credit card. Now, we used to say your name was not uh, PI, but it is. It's a way of getting back to you. Do you know your social media accounts are even PI? Yeah. They're PI. Now, what the heck is PHI? That's personal health information. So if there's information about your chart and that chart doesn't have all the other PI information, it's not a breach. But if your name or some other piece of information that's part of your PI is on your health insurance, your health information... They've now breached a big HIPAA uh, issue. And for those of you that don't know uh, what HIPAA uh, stands for, that's the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996. And it's designed to keep your information secure and to keep providers uh, doing the right thing with your information. But, uh, you know, the White House and the um, European Union have reached this agreement. It's funny how they reached this agreement now that we got something going on in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, though. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I want to quote uh, von der Leiden. Um, this will enable predictable and trustworthy data flows between the European Union and the United States, safeguarding privacy and civil liberties. 
I don't like the smell of this, Marcus. Mm -mm. So that means that your information can now be sent not just across states, but transatlantically across other countries. Sounds like a bit of like discrimination and possibility for like learning more about you, like uh, across the Atlantic. I don't like it. Yeah, I think what's going to happen, Marcus, is it's now going to connect into your travel records. Mm -hmm. And I get it for safety and security. I get that. I'm all for safety and security. However, I think we're going a little bit too far. You know what it sounds like, John? It sounds a lot like that social credit system was about to be coming up real soon. Yes. Yes, it does. It does. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And I also want to quote something. While Facebook and other tech giants increasingly opt for the later, those have called standard contractual clauses have been described by some experts as unsustainable at scale and potentially more costly for businesses to maintain. So companies like Facebook, they don't want this. That's interesting. That is. They're afraid of what could happen. Because you know what's going to go on with European Union. Their securities are tougher than ours are in the United States. Yeah. And we already know how they got burnt with just having their hand in a cookie jar, not even a half an inch. They got slapped so many fines left and right, it wasn't even funny. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty scared now. They, they don't want to like double cross or cross any boundaries that, that may put them in the limelight again. And to let you know, a bill like this had come up a few years ago and it was turned down. <laughs> now it's back up again. Yeah. And I want to make another quote. The United States and the European Union agreement, this is what they claim, seeks to ensure that the personal information of the European Union citizens can be moved to U.S. data centers while maintaining European Union level privacy protections. So let me see if I understand what they're saying here. What they're doing is they're taking the information not from the US, even though they're saying that they could do that. They're primarily doing this so they could take everyone's records from the European Union, which is Europe, and commingle them with the United States databases, consensus information and databases. Now, why would they want to do this? Well, I'll tell you. They want to do this because right now there are things called offshore banks. We've all heard of this before. It's not a surprise. Mm -hmm. You go and open a bank over there, you have to almost give them blood and your second limb. And then if they don't think you're too bad, they'll open an account. You don't ask too many questions. The money stays there. No problems. 
You start causing issues, they magically want to close your account. Where are people going to open up uh, crypto accounts? It's not the United States. No, they're going elsewhere now. They're going elsewhere. They're going to Dominican Republic. They're going to different islands. They're going to uh, Canada, United Kingdom, right? Yeah. United Kingdom is outside of the United States. Canada's outside the United States too, but they're starting to get hit because they're they're finding ways they're going to be in trouble because some of the banks that are doing business that have offices over there are becoming liable because they have a representation here in the United States. So you're a citizen now of, um, let's say, of uh, Europe, or let's say you're a citizen of the United States and you open a record over there. What really they should be saying is it's not just the citizen's information, but it's the records over there. So if mm -hmm. I, as a U.S. citizen, open up a crypto account in Bangladesh, who knows, wherever, and now suddenly they commingle the information. Oh, John has a crypto account for $4 million over in the United Cayman Islands. You see how that's going to come back to bite you? Yeah. We noticed that you spent two million on something. Where were your taxes? Oh, like I don't see this happening overnight. I think this is a five to ten year process. Yeah. I don't see cash going away a hundred percent, but I do see it trying to be eliminated in the corporate environments. By corporate, I don't mean small mom-pop companies or small enterprises that are under 50 uh, employees. I'm talking about your big banks and stuff like that. That's who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And they claim they're doing this for our protection. <laughs> they're not doing this for our protection. No. They're doing this so they can get back money. Right. Yeah, right. They want everything accounted for, and, it, and like you said, in about five, ten years, you're going to see this thing well reasoned, perfected, uh, that so many people are going to be locked, get locked up for tax invasion and all other stuff. So that's a serious problem, yeah. and I have to tell you that whenever somebody paints a picture too easy, you know, to just be, you know, no problem, I have to wonder. You know, and, and nothing against Zoom or any of these virtual calls. I have nothing against them. However, when you can only meet somebody virtually, I don't know. I have a different level of respect when I'm having uh, a business meeting, right? Like, especially when you're doing a money deal. That, that's a problem. That's a serious problem. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to see what happens. But now the European uh, Union's uh, data from citizens will be able to be uh co-merged with the united states data and they're also going to be able to look at trends marcus and see where are the people going where what are they buying over there that's going to share a lot of information that was previously um not allowed i yeah. wonder if it's going to change the rules too you know if somebody buys something in new jersey they get married and they get divorced and they fly off to Florida. First time. 
Mm-hmm. They can't touch them for any of that stuff mm-hmm. that they have in Florida. United in New Jersey, yes. So I see this as a perpetual thing that's going to start to change laws in other states because it's going to require them to become more accountable or the government's going to start coming after the local and county governments. That's what I see happening, Marcus. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a good observation right there. Going back to our word from earlier. So that's what's going to happen uh, as far as, you know, the European Union. So if you're on the fence about crypto, uh, my recommendation is to get off the fence and uh, get back down. Don't climb over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing on the other side of that. The grass is not greener on the other side. In uh, fact, it's probably uh, less green and it probably needs more water and it's probably got more challenges over there. Yeah. So now um, the European officials are reaching new rules to affect big tech. Hey, what did I say was going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> These new rules are going to sweep across and affect the big tech companies. So I want to quote here something by CNN Business in Washington. European officials have reached an agreement on sweeping set of competition rules for big tech that could mark a global turning point for technology regulation, close quote. Quote, the proposed framework known as the Digital Markets Act could label large companies as Facebook, Parent, Meta, or Google as gatekeepers, whoa, whoa, and subject them to new requirements and prohibitions, close quote. So one of the things they're stating is that under the new DMA, and for those of you that don't know uh, what DMA is, DMA has been around um, for a very long time. Um, basically, um, it, it is the, uh, the Digital Rights Act, okay? Uh, and so with this being, actually it's the DMA, the Digital Markets Act and Digital Rights Act, this is going to shape things in a different way because now DMA tech giants are going to be required to provide access to their platforms to third parties. Wow. And it would ban them from giving their own product or services preference over their competing providers. This could be an issue for Mr. and Mrs. Amazon too. Yeah, <laughs> real quickly. <laughs> And the platforms would not be able to push users towards certain apps or products, specifically the ones they develop. Mm-hmm. See how this is going to cause some problems? Now, this is not an issue for your small companies that are only doing three, four, or five million. Okay. We're talking about the ones that are doing the billion. That's the ones we're going after because we believe that they're going to be gatekeepers, and these gatekeepers are going to be the ones that drive our costs up right just like right now with gas there's no shortage in our world we have plenty of gas our gas is coming from the united states and there's no shortage of anything there's also no shortage of um supplies when we talk about printers and other technology there was no shortage they magically can't get the stuff off the docks for months. I mean, Marcus, I, I just can't believe this. An order we put in a year ago just showed up a couple weeks ago. Oh, they wow. say it's getting better, but this is insane. 
How do they expect the American people? I mean, they're throwing five to ten thousand dollar extra bonus prices on a car because they can't get the car into the lots fast enough. So they're penalizing people by charging them a processing fee or a allocation fee. Yeah, it's, it's just pirate, you know, uh, piracy at its best. And it, it's getting sick. There's going to be a, a, a revolt real soon against some of this stuff uh, if it doesn't improve. I, I agree with you. And, and, you know, we could have a war. We could have a riot, unfortunately, uh, because, you know, you're, you're starting to affect people's livelihoods. Yeah. Yeah. When and, you hit people's pockets, that's, that's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. I know uh, just with the last couple of weeks, you probably sensed it too. The weather was beautiful. And all of a sudden, people are driving like maniacs. Now, I don't mean so much that they're not driving carefully on the road, but like if you're behind them and there's a traffic light and it turns green, it hasn't gone green a second and a half, and they're nailing their hand on the horn. I'm like, chill. They're, they're, they're insane, Marcus. Yeah. There's a lot of... Uh... High high stakes uh, here due to anxiety. You don't know when somebody's going to pop off. I think people just need to, they need to take a chill pill. That's number one. Right. But I think it's because of COVID, unfortunately. People are saying, oh, well, they couldn't get out. I, I, I understand that. But how long are we going to accept that answer for? I mean, after six months, isn't that enough time? I mean, I know this is the first time people are getting in the streets and stuff, but I think this is insane, Marcus. Yeah. And so as, as, as we evolve and we go forward, um, you know, especially with things happening with Microsoft and now the European Union's antitrust regulation issues, um, there were some issues, I don't know if you know, with NVIDIA that had a very similar thing happening to Microsoft. And supposedly some of that was an insider type trader knowledge. So I think people are playing games and they think they're not going to get caught. I don't know why they think they're not going to get caught. Yeah. And another big one, Nordics was hit by cybersecurity incident and it shuts their entire IT system down. Germany's Nordex Group, which uh, is the subsidiary and develops, manufactures, distributes wind power system, had been hit by a cybersecurity incident and shut down its entire IT infrastructure at multiple locations, not just one point. Business units were not able to conduct businesses and provide a quality of service expected by their customers. It was intrusion. Employees and other stakeholders were definitely affected by this. And you remember I said something to you a while back, Marcus, and that was these are threats and these attacks. They're not coming after Joe Blow that has a two, three million dollar company unless that company has something directly to do with 
transportation or major hubs of the world. Now, I'm going to give you guys a tip. If you have a small company, I know how much you love to praise what you're doing. If you're doing something for the military, for um, transportation, for any type of resource facilities, whether that's nuclear, whether it's water, whether it's wind, whether it's electrical, don't tell anybody what you're working on. Because if you do, you're now going to become a target because they feel if they put you out of business or they knock you out, you're going to possibly prevent them from growing. So I think we got to be very careful if a company does take on work that's going to be part of an infrastructure. As much as they want to get credit for it, I see it being a big issue because these Russian people right now, they mean business. They're going after everybody that is tied to a major facility. Now, I'm not talking about like a giant stadium. I'm not talking about your uh, small little um, theater. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something huge, something like major infrastructures. They're doing that because they feel if they knock these infrastructures out, and we saw this in the early 80s, you remember, if they knock these infrastructures out or offline, even for a day, the costs to the American people will be astronomical. Uh, that's, that's, that's a good breakdown of what, what could occur uh, in, in some of these spaces. And man, you know, this is scary stuff that uh, the times that we live in right now. And, um, you know, this is why, we, you know, we need to continue to get the, these type of stories out and get this type of insight from you know people like you, John. We just really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And, and I want to encourage you guys, obviously, if you have not been watching uh, Inspirations um, for Your Life, uh, we have a brand new site that actually links to uh, my link tree. And uh, you know, you usually see me with my hat. I don't have my hat on today. Usually has a QR code. You could scan the QR code or you could go to Believe. B-E-L-I-E-V-E, me, M-E, achieve, A-C-H-I-E-V-E dot com. And uh, we've been talking recently about something that's very important, and that is, what is patience? Now, just as a quick moment, because we're almost out of time, patience is very important. It's a virtue. Right. What's important to know about patience is that you can make a big difference with patience. You see, just like we talked about love before, before you can love others, you have to love yourself. Before you can have, expect patience from others, you've got to give patience first. So let's talk about what I mean. Today I was uh, at BJ's. I was at the register. And I had talked about this on my show the other day. And I said, you know, when you're at the register or you're at the line to check out, exercise patience. So I was at the... Um, was at the register. It was a self-checkout. And there was an elderly lady, lady there who was just taking forever. And I said, you know what? I said, this is a perfect time to practice patience. I'm glad to be alive. I'm grateful to be here. I'm glad I'm able to walk. I'm able to breathe. I'm glad I'm getting good food. 
I'm glad that there's rain to put back in the reservoirs. I'm so glad that I'm able to be out here without a mask. I am glad that I'm in this market and I am so fortunate to be able to get anything I want whenever I want when some people don't have that luxury. And as I finished my last thought, and I'm grateful to have all the abundance to get everything I need in my life. And I'm grateful that I'm able to offer abundance and grow and learn from people in the world. And I said this all to myself. And as I finished that last statement, the register cleared out and I went in there. Now, that's one thing you could do. The other thing you could do is you could be very nasty, but it doesn't do anything for you. And then when we left the store, there was another line. I said, you know what? This is another perfect opportunity for me to practice patience. You could be going to the bank tomorrow and somebody's frustrating you because they don't know how to use the ATM. I always say they need to go to a class before they give an ATM card because they don't get it. They just don't get it. I mean, there's patience and then there's insanity. Now, patience, I think, runs out after 15 minutes. That's patient. It shouldn't run out after a minute or two because the 15 minutes is just stupidity. So what I'm trying to tell you is that you can greatly shape and change the world which we live in by just choosing to become patient. People then will become patient with you. It's not just with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones, with your loved ones, with your significant other, uh, with people around you, strangers. It's in everything you do. Maybe you're um, making something and it's taking you a little longer to get the can open. Have patience. Maybe you can't get to your car for some reason or you're in traffic, right? Instead of using all those four-letter words, why not use that opportunity to practice patience and gratitude? I think patience and gratitude, they go together. Perfect. So another great show, Marcus. I don't know where our time goes. Yeah. I don't know. It speeds ahead, you know. Uh, these days are just, just rallying away since spring has arrived. So we have a lot of great guests coming up. Uh, we have Dr. Michael Nicitelli, who will be on. Uh, actually, he'll be on uh, coming up the end of this month. And then we have another uh, Bergen um, uh, security consultant that will be on with us uh, in May. And we are looking to bring some high-quality guests on to give you the value, which, again, the only reason that I'm here every day, ladies and gentlemen, is to become a better version of myself and to help all of you become better versions of yourselves. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we're going to see you right back here next week at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Have a good one, everyone.
Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.